righty. Welcome back to the program. It's good to have you with us. Dr. Larry Stowe with me on the phone from Fort Worth, Texas, where the Stowe Clinic is located. But there is also a Stowe Clinic that does more clinical research. The actual clinical research is done in San Diego. And uh, Dr. Stowe, thank you so much for being with us today. You are mentioning, uh, you mentioned that uh, before the program, there is some great news for you, hopefully, Everything is working out uh, for funding for finishing up the the San Diego Clinic. Is there something you can tell us about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, Sometime next week, the Stowe Foundation should be receiving a major donation that will allow us to uh, turn the San Diego Clinic, which is currently focused on being a comprehensive immune therapy uh, clinic, yeah. And we will be able to convert that into a full-service center for regenerative medicine, hmm. where we'll be able to do adult stem cell transplants to be able to repair the cartilage or tendons or ligaments or bone fractures. So anything related to uh, orthopedic applications, we will be able to uh treat in san diego and that is great news because that means we'll be able to provide a therapy for osteoarthritis wow osteoarthritis is the major reason people get knee replacement uh yes surgery it's the major reason they get their hips replaced but even more importantly osteoarthritis is the reason people have chronic back and neck pain. I see. I and see. we will be having a, a therapy for that. Osteoarthritis is as a big a detriment to the U.S. economy as diabetes is because it takes people out of the workforce and it decreases their lifestyle. Yes. And, um, you know, we have, <clears throat> we are now going to be able to put in a full-service center for regenerative medicine and we'll also be able to uh, install some breakthrough technology that we've had in the ability to treat the complications of diabetes. And so we'll be able to help people with cardiomyopathy, uh, that being chronic heart failure um, due to the complications of diabetes. We'll be able to help people with their neuropathy. We'll be able to help people with their nephropathy, which is... Um, the breakdown of the kidneys, uh, their retinopathy, which is... So all of these opathies are complications of diabetes. We'll be able to start helping people work their way through the complications of diabetes as we march towards trying to come up with a cure for diabetes. And uh, Dr. Lakey and his team, Dr. Lakey and Dr. Sheely will be the head of those clinical investigations Hmm. that will be going on into um, the ability to reverse the complications of diabetes. Hmm. And then we'll work our way towards the next step. It's interesting how uh, you do the right thing, how uh, at some point in your life you are magnetizing those of like mind. And you wonder sometimes, how come our path have not crossed before? But uh, it must be exciting for you to, to, uh, to get in contact with these uh, specialists and their passion that they, that they show in order to help, uh, you know, uh, everybody. 
with uh, with the great research. It, I'm an engineer at heart, and but I don't have a MD degree, so I see the body from a different perspective. Uh-huh. Uh, my uh, doctorate degree, and it's a dual PhD, is in chemical engineering and biomolecular engineering. Yes. So uh, I look at the body from an entirely different standpoint. Uh, you know, the, the biochemical reactions that happen in the body have to have the right energy field. That's straightforward thermodynamics, which you learn as an engineer. MDs never study thermodynamics. I see. You know, you could give a thermodynamic quiz to an MD and he would get an F. Mm. You know, yes. that's just the way it is. Uh, you don't get a graduate degree in engineering without having expertise in the field of thermodynamics, which is energy fields. Yes, yes. So, so the body is filled with biologically active energy fields. Mm-hmm. And you can use energy spectrums like uh, laser lights, cold lasers, uh, to influence those energy fields. You can use heat and cold to influence those energy fields. You can use microcurrent technology to influence those energy fields. You can use magnetic fields to influence the biologically active energy fields in the body. It's a matter then of engineering a device that applies the appropriate field. Yes. But before you can do that, you have to know what is the appropriate field that you're looking for. Hmm. And so, but you have to have a belief that there are such things as biologically active energy fields. Well, we know that's turning out to be the case because there are very now accurate techniques for measuring those energy fields. I see. And so now we can not only create the device that can change the energy field, but we can also monitor the changes that we're providing to the body, and we can see which way we're moving it. Uh, some of these devices are like thermography. Thermography has become very advanced. That's the use of infrared scans to detect very small temperature changes on the skin. Well, inflammation causes heat in the body. Mm-hmm. That will cause the skin temperature to rise ever so slightly. I see. So you can now pick out using thermography areas where there is constant and chronic inflammation going on in the body. And, but sometimes you also can learn a lot by detecting areas of the body where the body temperature isn't quite high enough. Because if the body temperature isn't high enough in your thyroid, you're going to have thyroid problems. Okay, that's true. Because the enzymes that produce the hormones that come from the thyroid that control your base metabolic rate which control your body temperature, mm-hmm. are not going to be operating sufficiently. And so, therefore, thyroid problems show up as low body temperature. I see. Uh-huh. So a biologically active energy field can be either low or it can be high. If it's high, we call it a fever. A fever is what the immune system uses to launch a cytokine cascade which helps direct and focus the attack of the immune system. Mm-hmm. So biologically active energy fields are tremendously important to the human body. 
they are just as important as the biochemistry. Modern medicine has chosen to focus on the biochemistry, totally ignoring the biologically active energy fields. That means you've only got half of the equation. I see, wow. Which is why we've gotten into the concept of control medications. Rather than trying to reverse what's causing you to have high blood pressure, we chose to synthetically lower your blood pressure. Hmm. Not thinking about the fact that those medications might have an adverse effect on, for example, your liver. I see. Which is why pharmaceutical drugs predominantly always come with a warning that you better measure your liver enzymes every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You know, even the concept of lowering cholesterol means you have to check your liver. (laughs) Yes. So... Well, you know, that's, that's pretty obvious. That's, we see, we've seen the we've seen the results of the statin drugs uh, for sure. Uh, how effective they of how they affect the liver, I should say. Correct. Uh, it's a big it's a big issue. Well, that is such a great explanation uh, to how you say it that uh, medical doctors are trained to look at the body, uh, look at the biochemistry of the body, where you are working more with the biologically active energy fields. That doesn't make it, though, I mean, many, uh, when you are a scientist, uh, there is this stigma that anything that sounds like energy in the body, when people say, I feel, I feel uh, a certain energy, I feel an aura, I feel an energy field, uh, most scientists say, well, that's way out on left field because we cannot prove this scientifically. Uh, obviously, there is equipment now available where you can do that. You understand what I'm saying? I know scientists who say, well, this doesn't exist because we haven't proven it yet. When somebody says, I I can, I want to do muscle testing, for example, or I want to uh, be a, somebody being a medical intuitive, uh, things of that nature, uh, they are considered uh, quacks. But you say, well, there is equipment that, that can actually detect the changes in somebody's energy in the body. Correct. Oh, yes. Many, many tools. What you have to learn is how to appropriately apply the tools and the information uh, that's being provided, but then you have to come up with appropriate techniques for changing the biologically active energy field. Mm. And that's where the Stowe Foundation comes into play. So we actually support the research and development that's going into uh, making cold lasers that can have a therapeutic benefit, here's the difficulty that you run into with the medical device companies. They want their specific medical device to be the answer. So you have people studying magnetic therapy that want that to be the answer, for example, uh, for MS. They want to change the energy field surrounding the myelin sheath so that it can regrow. Mm -hmm. And they get some partial success, but they always get attacked because they're not the answer. Well, the reality is they're not. If you're not providing the proper nutrition to the body, there's no way to rebuild the myelin sheath because you have to have the base raw ingredients. See, the immune system is not only responsible for fighting off a disease, but it's also responsible for repairing the body. And so when we 
our simple, uh, when Dr. Sheely joins the Stowe Foundation because he wants to learn more techniques for treating the metabolic syndrome, Yes. what he's really treating is what the Stowe Foundation calls the Pitts Syndrome. Right. You know, the P-I-T-T-S. People uh-huh. have heard me talk about that before, but P stands for poor nutrition. The I stands for infections. First T stands for toxins. Mm-hmm. Second T stands for trauma, both physical and emotional trauma. And the S stands for stress. Yes. Well, we've got medical experts in each one of the letters of the Pitt syndrome. High-quality people. They're simply not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing at the level of the Stowe Foundation is because, as an engineer, we do system analysis. Each one of these people has valuable information to provide, but it has to be integrated into a comprehensive protocol. And then you have to prove that that comprehensive protocol has a therapeutic benefit. Mm -hmm. And that's the stage that we have long last reached after 20 years of hard work. Yes. All of this started back in 1980. 1989. That's when you started with your clinic in Fort Worth. That's when I started with my clinic in Fort Worth. It started 20 years ago. Yes. But what I need to tell people is the the, the physicians out of Australia and New Zealand that uh, about two or three years ago got a Nobel Prize in medicine for their discovery that the H. pylori bacteria caused duodenal ulcers. Okay. It wasn't stomach acid. It wasn't stress that caused ulcers. It was a bacterial infection. Yes. They discovered that 30 years ago. When they first discovered it, they too were called quacks. Mm-hmm. They had to prove their point by inoculating themselves with the bacteria and then curing it with an antibiotic. I see. So there's a great book out there now called Those Who Would Be First. And that book is all about doctors who had to treat, induce the disease that they were trying to treat in themselves, cure themselves of it so they could prove it to the public. I see. Wow. You know, so... Well, Dr. Hahnemann, uh, when he came out with homeopathy, did that 200 years ago. Yes, exactly. So the the Stowe Foundation isn't isn't going through a anything new in life we're just trying to persevere (laughs) yes yes because you know what we do is you know we 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 have a fundamental understanding that we believe in Mm -hmm. now what we're going to do is keep after it and keep after it and keep after it until we can demonstrate that we are correct and so uh, and, and we're doing that one medical device at a time all of the medical devices that we now use have some indicated use and have have some qualification under the standards of the FDA. Yes. Uh, you know, for example, for pain control. Microcurrent technology started with the development of the TENS unit mm-hmm. way back 20 years ago for controlling chronic back pain. It was considered a medical breakthrough at the time it came out. But now we've improved our understanding of what electrical, small amperage electrical fields and the effect that it can have on the body. We can now move that base technology into a new era of understanding 
and actually use that to influence biological function in the body, okay. not just control pain. Uh-huh. And so controlling pain was affecting the energy level of the nerves. Well, if you want to control the healing response of the body, you can use microcurrent to induce uh, C-fibers that run up and down your body. Okay. They're part of the connective tissue. Yeah. What we've learned now is that C-fibers actually release neuropeptides that help control the inflammatory response of the immune system. So when your tendons in your knee get damaged, the C-fibers in that area start to release the neuropeptides. You can stimulate that release with microcurrent technology. Hmm. Then you can speed the repair up by influencing cellular metabolism with cold lasers. So the combination of microcurrent technology and cold lasers is part of our treatment program for osteoarthritis. Because we want to affect the energy fields that are surrounding the cartilage. We want to get rid of the underlying infection, which is the primary responsibility of triggering the immune response and the destruction of the cartilage. The destruction of your cartilage and your knee comes from an infection, and it's a mycoplasma of pneumonia infection. Really? Oh, yes. (laughs) And this was confirmed by St. George hospital over in uh, London, England. All sorts of fascinating research out there that even arthritis, both rheumatoid and osteoarthritis, are infectious diseases. I'll be darned. And you've got to start taking that into account because if you don't get rid of the underlying infection, you can transplant adult stem cells to the cartilage, regrow new cartilage, but the infection will soon take over the new cartilage that you just grew, and the effect will be temporary. Hmm. And this is what uh, Genzyme, the 800-pound gorilla in human cell therapy, learned. They created a product called Cardicel. Cardicel is uh, chondrocytes. Chondrocytes are the immediate precursor It's a form of human cell therapy. Chondrocytes are the immediate precursor to the body's ability to develop cartilage. Okay. So Genzyme uh, created a process in which they could go into healthy cartilage of a patient, use a process in the laboratory to harvest from the healthy cartilage the chondrocytes, grow the chondrocytes to a very large number in the lab. Remember, they came from the patient. Then they could combine the chondrocytes with some growth factors, another form of human cell therapy, layer that into the damaged cartilage, and repair the cartilage. Wow. And that's FDA approved. You know, and and that is sadly enough, but it's not widespread yet by most medical doctors. They're probably not reading all the literature. That's correct. Yes. That is correct. So the, the, the concept of can human cell therapy, but what the FDA ultimately in post-marketing studies determined that Cardicel cannot be used as a treatment for osteoarthritis because they now say they have to put it on their label that osteoarthritis is a contraindicated use of Cardicel because the effects would just be temporary. Hmm. Because they do not have 
a, a method for controlling the chronic inflammation associated with osteoarthritis. So the effects of Cardicel when used in an osteoarthritis patient are temporary, even though they've proven the ability to regrow new cartilage, which, by the way, is the biggest fallacy of all stem cell therapy. The fallacy? The fallacy of stem cell therapy is that it's going to cure a disease. So when you hear people saying that we need to do stem cell research because it eventually will cure Parkinson's or it will reverse stroke or it will cure hepatitis C or it will cure cancer or it will cure uh, osteoarthritis or it will cure diabetes, Jacobus, all of that is scientific nonsense. Wow. The, The only thing a stem cell can do is regrow new tissue. Wow, we have to we have to run. We keep that thought. We like to get your explanation when we come back.